It's time for Knox Talk, a behind-the-scenes look at the business side of college sports. Featuring Paul Sickman from Knox Sports and Brandon Parks from the Vol Network. Now for today's show. Welcome to another edition of Knox Talk. Today is Thursday, the second day of September, and I am indeed Paul, and my co-host from Rocky Top and the Ball Network is Brandon Parks. Brandon, I don't know if you know this, but football season is happening tonight, my brother. It is game day officially on Rocky Top. We play tonight, 8 o'clock against Bowling Green. Uh, it's been a long time coming, and uh, we're excited to get back to Neyland Stadium and what will hopefully be a tremendous crowd as Tennessee kicks off the uh, 2021 football season. That's awesome. It's our favorite time of the year, and our special guest today also has way too much orange in his closet. Uh, it is Mike Money. Mike is another good friend of mine and a longtime assistant athletic director at Clemson University. Uh, they seem to have had a little better luck on the gridiron than our two schools lately, Brandon. But so he'll probably be a little happier than we are. Um, but uh, we'll let him. Uh, we'll let him tell us that situation. Our topic today: what the reason we have Mike on is bringing sponsorship sales in house. Fifteen years ago, when I first met Mr. Money, we negotiated and executed all of our sponsorship deals directly with Mike and the Clemson in-house team. And for our folks here at Knox Sports, it was an incredible relationship area with Clemson. We had, I think, as many as eight different clients with them in that period, and they all enjoyed the access and the relationships that they had with that school. Uh, and it was really because of the direct way that we were able to work with Mike. So I'm fascinated to, to, to kind of dig into it. But because like every other school in the country, um, when after Mike was in-house uh, for a, a bunch of years, they sold their rights to a multimedia rights holder. Uh, but this past offseason, Clemson, along with Nebraska, started what might be a bold new trend, and that is going back in-house with their sales. So, Mr. Money, let's start right there. The main decision to come back in-house, that certainly could not have been easy. You are absolutely correct, Paul. It was uh... – it was a tough decision, and it was, uh, it was one that uh, obviously spent a lot of time uh, mulling over, uh, but felt like we had the opportunity to make that decision, kind of had some pathways to make that decision, and, and felt like the timing was right for us to, to go ahead and pull the trigger and, and bring things in-house, as you said. So timing, is, is, it's obviously interesting because Clemson is right now on a historic run uh, in terms of your history, certainly. I mean, there's never been another time like this in Clemson history in any sport, in any situation with all the, all the eyeballs on you. Did that factor in the decision, or maybe did the pandemic situation, which probably bottomed out revenue, did any of that factor in the timing of when you did it? All of the above. There's no doubt about it. I think it can't necessarily say one thing is the factor but uh, plenty of different factors coming together the pandemic obviously being a part of that too uh, came together to, to help again create that pathway for us to to kind of um, jump off the diving board and really go into this new venture here hmm. so Brandon I mean if you were I know you're obviously the other side of the fence right I mean you're you're dealing with a with an IMG Learfield, or I guess now it's just Learfield, and, and you guys have always had to deal uh, with the school to try to get anything done. I'm sure that, that you look at this with an incredibly different set of viewpoint. Yeah, it's it, it can be much different from, from our side, and I, I sort of dislike saying our side, because uh, when you 
when you're at an institution, you want to feel like that you're one team um, and you hope that that's the approach that you can go to market with uh, both on the athletics department side and then also the, the media rights holder side as well. Um, but it doesn't always necessarily work out like that. Um, you know, but at a lot of public institutions where uh, you're falling under state rules, regulations, mandates, and so forth, uh, with what we do in multimedia rights, it can make it difficult uh, to get things done in a timely fashion just based on all the different business practices you have to go through and how you can spend money and, and how you can't spend money and RFPs and all of those types of things. So um, there, there's certainly, I would say, positives. There's probably, there's probably some negatives that go along with it as well. But I think each institution, they're called universities for a reason because they're universes unto themselves. And each one is different. Uh, and certainly in Mike's case, um, you know, they have decided to come up with a strategy uh, that they feel will be more effective in-house. And so, you know, from, from our side, I think we have to respect that and, and monitor it and see how things go uh, in the years to come. So, Mike, with, with what you're facing right now, what is the biggest challenge this summer, this fall, and getting ready because of the timing of what you did. Absolutely. The, the biggest challenge right now for us is the existing uh, partners that we have, right? Making sure that, that every one of those existing partners, one, understands the transition of what we're going through, and two, that we're delivering upon what has been promised, what has been guaranteed to these partners that are uber important to our livelihood. So uh, right now, uh, by far, that is our focus, making sure that we are able to get every one of these partners to game day. We're able to deliver every one of those pieces. Uh, and, and really, we're, nothing's falling through the cracks. So, Mike, your partners that, you know, you told them all it's happening. Right. They had a certain, they obviously knew you existed before. You were always like the second half of an equation, right? So the, the multi-meets rights holder were their face. And then they always told them, hey, we have to go to Clemson to get permission for this. We have to go to Clemson to get permission from that. One of the things that was amazing about dealing with you guys directly way back when was the flexibility that you afforded partners when you work direct. And I'm talking flexibility in terms of tickets, in terms of access to facilities, in terms of access to coaches, uh, and in terms of generally getting answers directly from you uh, whenever we wanted to pull out a promotion or come up with a new idea. And I think that's probably one of the things you're looking forward to getting back to now, right? It's enormous. It's, it's a huge selling point on what we've, uh, we, what we've done here is to be able to look a partner in the eye and say, Listen, no disrespect to any third party um, because there's plenty of really good ones out there. But at the end of the day, to be able to look someone in the eye and say, you're doing business with Clemson University, we have the ability to, one, give you a quick answer. We have the ability to have that flexibility that you just talked about, Paul. Um, that's huge. And uh, as we've had those conversations with all of our different partners, Every one of them has been very excited about that. That's That's been a huge, I won't even say selling point, because it's been something that the partners have come to us about that saying, hey, we're excited about this opportunity to be able to work directly with Clemson. Yeah. Hey, Mike, I'll, Mike, I'll jump in and ask, does it feel like bringing that in-house that you structurally operate more like a professional team may operate in the sense that, that everything is in-house? It's, it's a really good question. So uh, yes and no. Um, 
yes for exactly what you said, but the, the part that's the unknown and why I say no a little bit so far is that we haven't built out our team yet. So at the end of the day, myself and a couple other people are trying to keep the boat afloat until we can get our new team in-house built out. So um, right now it's still a little bit of treading water, just trying to make sure those things aren't falling through the cracks. And then once we have that team built out, then I think, yeah, maybe, maybe it will seem a little bit more like that pro model. Um, but it's right now, it's just a really unique situation. <laughs> well, go ahead, Brandon. I was going to say the, the, the biggest disadvantage that some of the other folks that, that have gone in-house, same thing. It's just it takes a little while to get that staff because right. right now we're going to talk about how your roles were and what they are now. But, yeah, I can understand why you, you, know, you, changed, you changed the boat's direction in summer. And it, it just hadn't had time to turn around yet. It's still it's still pointing one direction. Hundred percent correct. Hey, and Mike, the the question I was going to ask. Um, so, when you were with a third party, they obviously had a team on the ground in your market, um, and probably a staff of five to ten people. The uh, first part of the question would be: is is what size of staff do you anticipate hiring to? And then, secondly. Something that's always fascinated about me about this when you go from third party to in-house, while here at Tennessee, there's a nine-person staff that is activating the University of Tennessee, uh, but then corporately, we have a whole other arm or extension of our staff that manages so many of the administrative duties, some of the, so much of the legal duties. Do you anticipate those duties being rolled up into your current athletics department structure, or do you have to, th or will you have to expand and hire in addition to, to be able to cover just, just really the, the basic business practices of running what I would call the property. And let me give you a, an example of what he's talking about, Mike, so you can answer it more clearly. I mean, this is maybe accounting functions in terms of payroll. I mean, not just, but payroll, uh, billing, uh, AR, um, it could be website development. It could be uh, game development. Uh, it could be uh, data uh, management and strategizing. Those are the kinds of things I think Brandon's referring to. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. absolutely. I, I think it's a great question. So um, I, I'll answer it a couple different ways. One, as far as the staff size goes, I do think probably that five to 10 number is something that makes sense. However, I think too that as we look to bring kind of that um, that CEO type position on board, we will rely a little bit on that person to provide guidance on what size staff he or she thinks is best fit for Clemson. Obviously, we've we've got some budgeted numbers and I've kind of gone down that road, but I think we need to lead in a little bit on the leader of the property here um, to be able to provide that guidance. And then secondly um yeah there's there's going to definitely be crossover where we're utilizing um athletic department assets whether the business office things like that uh, but then yeah. the next question becomes are do we need to do we need to up those or do we need to do something solely within uh, on the sponsorship team how, how do we combine those assets or do we keep them separate that sort of thing. so a lot of unanswered questions as we continue to move forward uh, we're, we're getting there uh, like I said number one goal is get all the sponsors taken care of get all our partners taken care of and yeah. get ready for that first game and then as we begin to build out this team I think those answers are going to come with with as as we the team is expanded there I have, one, I have a question about, you talk about sponsors and partners. One, it's one of the interesting 
I guess it was kind of a dream with the the IMGs and the Learfields and 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 the resellers that are out there, uh, Fox and, and JMI and all those folks, especially the bigger ones. You know, with Brandon's case, Learfield, he's got 150, 200 properties. The the dream of those organizations is that they will have a huge national sales force where they will sell a national deal to X company, and then that that company will then have execution with 20, 30, 40, 50, 150 schools when you do a national deal like that. And you've seen that before in, sure. in you know, the lows and the insurance category, et cetera, et cetera. You guys are coming from a situation which was not a huge uh, multimedia rights holder. So they didn't maybe not did not have that national situation. But by having it in-house, it, it presents an interesting question as to whether you guys feel like, hey, we can still, those people who are buying nationally can still come to Clemson and we'll be able to tailor it specifically to what they need or do you feel like, hey, that may have been the one downside of, of, of not having a multimedia rights holder is that we will not touch those national deals? How did you guys view that subject? No, it's, it's another great question, Paul. I, I think that right now, um, especially with our brand being as hot as it is, that we feel fairly confident that if there are folks from a national sales standpoint, national deal standpoint that want to do something with Clemson, it's going to make its way to us, right? And uh, we have the luxury of with having our rights uh, in-house now that if it's something we're interested in, we can say, let's do it. If it's not, then it's something we can turn down and there's uh, really no skin off our back or we're not letting someone else down as we would be for having another, a third party involved. So I think look at it as very much as a positive and kind of almost like a case-by-case -case type basis. Yeah I, I, yeah, I get the feeling that Clemson's got a pretty good profile right now. I don't, maybe it's just me. Brandon? Huh. I'd love to have that profile right now. <laughs> uh, no, it's, 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 it's at the top of the sport. Yeah. Um, you know, you really in college football, you think of two names right now. You think of Alabama and Clemson. And, uh, and it's nice that you don't say Ohio state right away. Was that, was that just because you yeah. hate them or? Well, I mean, we're here in the South um, and so much of Southern football dominates the conversation. And those are the two names that you continue to hear. Uh, Mike, let me ask you this question, and it may be something that you guys have not thought through just yet, but for some of the larger sports, collegiate sports marketing agencies, would you consider some type of a rep agreement on a national sales platform where, where one of these entities could bring you national opportunities and then, and then you guys could make that decision whether you would want to be involved or not? Yeah, absolutely. And, and we, we've kind of have that already in place with JMI as well, where they can still bring us uh, national uh, national deals. But like you said, at the end of the day, it's something where ultimately the decision lies with us as far as, you know, is this something we want to move forward with or not? Um, and, and, and to me, that flexibility is uh, what's really important there. So, yeah, I mean, and, and I would say, I was just going to say, you know, on the national level, I would just think for any organization to be able to walk in uh, with that Clemson logo um, only empowers those that are trying to go out and secure that college business. Cause it's, again, it's, it's, it's one of the brands certainly that the industry recognizes and holds at a pretty high level right now, just based on the success that you guys have had from an athletics department perspective. Absolutely. And, and, and that's the, that's the important thing for us is we need to strike while the iron's hot and, and we need to make sure we are keeping our options open and, and looking at that national landscape in addition to what we're doing here going through this change. So, Mike, let's get to the important thing, and that is uh, you. Uh, so 
15 years ago, you were a chicken with your head cut off on game day, uh, running around um, crazy, trying to make uh, 80 partners happy with all the things that you had to do on game day. And then the multimedia rights holders came in and, you know, you were probably just in your quiet booth sipping Jack Daniels on game day and really not having much to do. And now, how about this fall? You know what? This, this fall so far hasn't been a lot of sleep. Um, it has definitely probably been the most interesting summer slash fall that I've had in my career, just from a sheer change of responsibilities. Um, I, I am fortunate that my in my entire career, uh, I've always had a role of activation as part of my marketing and promotion uh, and experience responsibilities. So um, it, it's there's a lot of it that's very familiar to me. Um, it, it's not like I'm starting over from scratch. However, you know, even just radio spots, radio network, things like that, that I just don't have a lot of background on, I'm learning. And I'm learning a lot right now, and it's fun. Like, I, I love it. Now, again, sometimes I wish I could get a little bit more sleep, uh, but it's uh, be between myself and Tim Match, who Paul knows really well, uh, we've, we've truly just been, like, dug into this situation, and it's um, it, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of work, but it's uh, it's been an awesome learning experience going through this and being able to do some new and different things. Well, I, I will ask then the probably the hardest question um, to pin you on, but I want to ask it anyway. I, so I know you two did this with your eyes wide open. And, and when you look at what you have done and you look at the money that was coming to you before, uh, and we don't have to go into that, but I'm sure you had a plan and you said, hey, if, if everything goes well, we're going to be able to eclipse that number and make our sponsors happy in the process, which I know is the ultimate goal. You want all the clients to be incredibly happy. And so what did you guys give yourself a timeline and say, hey, in two years, three years, four years, we're going to have the number we want because we know in that period of time we're going to have our clients where we want them. Did you guys give yourself a timeline to get to the revenue you want to get to? Yes and no. I, I don't think there's a specific deadline. But, yeah, there, there's obviously a short-term, long-term plan there. Um, I, I will say even just short-term, like right now, like, you know, we're, we're very pleasantly surprised with where we are, how things are going, but with, without even a sales staff in place at the moment, to be honest with you. So if someone calls up and said, hey, I want to do a deal with Clemson going into the football season right now, we're obviously, we're taking their call and we're going to try to work something out with them. But all of that's, again, just with us boots on the ground right now trying to make the season happen. So, yeah, and then long-term, Paul, to your question, absolutely. There, there's, there's a plan in place. Again, is it firm? We got to hit this number? No, but I think there's projections in, that we have in place through our business plan uh, with with some goals there. So, Brandon, why don't you? I, I, I talked about accessibility earlier, and it was one of the just unbelievable joys of working with Clemson 15 you know years ago when these guys were in house. And I mentioned tickets and access and facilities. That I want to go into that a little bit about your process, Brandon, that you have. You know, I know that you, when you negotiated your deal with Tennessee, you get a certain number of tickets and you certainly have access to those. But maybe you, if you have to go beyond that and go to the school for tickets, how that process works with you. Uh, maybe if, maybe another example of, you know, I know you love working with your own personal coaches, but with what that process is like for you to get a coach to say yes or no to um, something. And then I want to have Mike and you kind of comment on what Mike's process is now 
um, to kind of illustrate what that looks like, just to talk about how they, maybe the in-house model um, is, is different from what your model is. And not to say, you know, better or worse, but it certainly is the advantage that Mike is going to espouse going forward. So I thought that'd be a good conversation between the two of y'all. Yeah, and, I, and I'll say, generally speaking, from, from the University of Tennessee-Learfield relationship um, on the ground here, um, we have a very good working relationship with all of the administrators and the executive team within the athletics department. Um, and, but there are those times where we need access to additional assets, whether that's tickets and hospitality or access to coaches. Uh, and, and there's certainly a process that we go through, uh, to request those kinds of things. Um, our office is not located on campus with the athletics department. Um, so that can be somewhat unique. Uh, versus getting up and running down the hall uh, and seeing someone face to face and having a conversation about something you might need, uh, we we are separate uh, in in where we choose to to set up our shop. Uh, but you know that being said, th there are just some traditional protocols that we'll go through, uh, and and with the day to day individuals that we work with um, on a regular basis. And so if we have a need or a request, we we will funnel that through them, and then we let them do their work. Uh, within the athletics department specifically. Um, I will tell you that 21 years into my career here, um, there have been times where it's been more difficult to gain access to additional assets that are needed. Um, and then at other times, it's it's been easier. Uh, and, and we're in a situation now uh, where we're in a pretty good place and and can have some, some direct communication with at least the ones in, within athletics who can, who can certainly get us an answer in a timely fashion. So, Mike? Yeah, that's um, – it's been interesting throughout my career to, to truly see it both ways. And um, it, there's no doubt that the process uh, of having the rights in-house and being able to be on a phone call and having a partner bring up an idea that in the past would have taken two or three steps to get even just back to us to, for the ask – to be able to turn around and be able to say, yeah, let's do this, or let's completely yeah. restructure how we're looking at this agreement this year because of the impact of COVID or what happened last year, you know, and be able to say, you know, at the end of the day, that dollar amount's not gonna change that we're getting, but almost everything else in the agreement is, and that's something that can happen within one phone call. It's just, it's different. And, uh, and I think it provides, and again, not a knock saying that the other way is not good, but it, it provides the ability for that, uh, that client, that customer, that partner to be able to feel good that, hey, again, doing business directly with Clemson who understands what I'm asking and it's not someone else trying to relay a message to that person through us or, or vice versa. Yeah, it, it's... It is fascinating. I mean, it, it is uh, I, it's certainly I, I can speak from our standpoint and you can already hear it in my voice. I mean, we really enjoyed uh, all of the flexibility that that afforded. And, and Brandon is right. The schools that have great relationships with their universities and so all that access and all that flexibility within a deal, uh, you know right away when you're dealing with a school that has that because it becomes very easy to work with and it's seamless. It really is seamless. And so the 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 multimedia rights holders that have terrific relationships with schools make the deals for us awesome because those reps uh, have already laid all the groundwork and, and have great relationships and they're able to do all the things that we need uh, as a sponsor, as a partner uh, to get deals done. And, and Brandon's already been able to do that. And so it, it, it's never been an issue there. But 
more often than not, it is. And so when you go backwards and look at what Clemson was able to do then and what you're going to be able to do in the future, uh, it is fascinating to think that that, that that model can work. It's all about money at the end of the day, right? If you made, if you made, if the multimedia rights holder guaranteed 10 and you go in-house and you're only making eight, it doesn't work, you know, ultimately because you got eight plus all the staff you have to hire, plus, 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 plus. And, and ultimately it's about money. Um, but it, it maybe in Clemson's case for the first couple of years, it's going to be about everything else but money. It's going to be about making sure the partners are incredibly happy and then the money will follow because the partnerships are going to grow based on the relationship. So it's a fascinating model. Uh, I, I'm really interested to see if this doesn't happen more often. I'm sure that Brandon is too. Uh, he would love his employer to stay exactly who it is and how it is. So he probably uh, would love things to stay the status quo there regard. But anyway, Mike, I love the time. Brandon, anything else for Mr. Money before we turn him loose? Because, yeah. you know, it is football season. It is football season. Mike, I think we ought to um, to try to get you back on, even if it's about a year from now, just to get an update and get additional feedback about how you think the transition's sure. gone. I think it'd be really insightful. I, I would I would love to because I, I think it's uh, one of the things that like I really have my eye on is how our athletic department as a staff reacts to this change as well. And, I, and I'll give you an example. Um, you know, in the past, it, it, say one of our, our rights holder in the past comes up with this crazy idea and says, hey, we want to do this. It's something outside of the norm of the RFP of, of our agreement. Uh, as we go down the hallway and say, hey, guys, how do we feel? Can we do this? Can we do that? The, the question I get asked a lot is, all right, so how much money would, would that bring us? And at the end of the day, the answer is zero, right? Because, you know, yeah, there may be a, a rev share somewhere in there, but at the end of the day, it's, it, it's a guarantee model that we were doing. So uh, now it's a completely different conversation, right? We walk down the hallway and say, got a crazy idea. Here's what we want to do. Same question, right? How much money is this going to bring us? Well, incrementally, that's going to bring us another $50,000 uh, if we do X, Y, and Z. And and now our staff's bought in even more so into this concept because they know that, hey, if I do this, I'm helping the university get $50,000. And and not to say that we were saying no to things that we shouldn't have been saying no to because we weren't. But those, those kind of outside-the-box ideas now, we – how's our staff going to buy into those when they see like a real dollar tag uh, put on there? Um, so just, uh, just something else to, that I've got my eye on and, and, and I think is going to be another benefit of bringing things in house, but would love to come back and hop on with you guys and kind of give you that update. I love it. We are nothing but out of the box ideas at Knox sports, Mike, as you well know, I, I think I still make you and Tim cringe whenever I call and say, I have a new idea. The two of them just say, if they don't hang up, it's a good sign for me. Brandon, good luck tonight. Go get them done. Mike, have a great weekend. We appreciate you jumping on with us. And uh, folks, on behalf of Brandon Parks and Mr. Mike Money, I am Paul Sickman with Knox Sports. Thank you for listening to another edition of Knox Talk.